Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, this live upgrade. And today we have a special guest. Um, her name is Kim Ka. She will be um, talking about digital well-being as it relates to our purpose. She has done some outstanding, outstanding work, and I'm really, really impressed with the things she has done. Um, in the past 13 years, she has she taught for 13 years. She now gives students a voice by speaking full time and working side by side with student interns and volunteer. She's the co-founder of the non-profit organization called I Can Help. She um, stands for teaching students and adults on how to use digital devices for good. And the outcome has been very, very, very mind-blowing. Um, she has received recognition from Aaron George of the U- New York Yankees and other major tech companies like Google, Twitter, and Facebook. So um, Kim Ka is here with me. Can you just tell them hi? Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Fulment, for having me. All right. Thank you so much. So we're going to go straight into the topic, digital well-being as it relates to our purpose. Um, I know we are humans. We have a purpose. That's what drives us. That's what pushes us towards our destiny. That's what gets up, up, up in the morning to chase our goals and to chase our dream. But digital devices are things we can do without. And over time, I've seen how digital devices have become hindrances and roadblocks and have limited so many people from living the life that they're supposed to live. So Kim Ka, I wanted to um, give us um, a brief information about um, digital for good, because that's what I that's what I know you stand, you, um, stand for and what you're trying to pass to people like teach people about so just give us um tell us a little bit about digital for good um how it impacts our life in general yeah uh my background is in education and so i taught for 13 years and so students kept coming with like fake pages and hate pages and just really people just being really passive aggressive um excluding them out on things you know sending sending really mean messages People asking for nudes, people sending them nudes, not knowing what to do in those awkward situations. And like, they weren't sure what to do. So it was me having to pause and teach them how to use digital for good, right? And kind of go from there because there is so much more hate. There's so many people who can create content now and it's like, what kind of content do we want to create? What kind of content do we want to consume? And that's why it's uh, mental health has impacted us uh, tremendously because of our use on online uh so it's just teaching people how to use it for good and for the right reasons is kind of our our mission from our nonprofit. okay so can you highlight some of the things um some of the good things we can use digital for so people can really understand um how they can use their digital devices for good reasons yeah we actually have an event every year called digital for good where we get to recognize students and these students um have de- we've got to recognize one group last year, they're called Teenage Therapy. They have actually have a podcast 
They started when they were sophomores in high school and they now just graduated. They're actually the top trending um, podcast. Uh, they got highlighted by Today Show and Good Morning America and New York Times. And so they're the top trending, trending podcast. Uh, they actually got to interview Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And it's literally five students just talking about what it's like being a teenager. So it's just really cool on how they're getting to use it for good. Um, there's another student who created an app called the Disability App. And it's where anybody who has a disability, they can go to his app and find out, does this hotel or restaurant have the needs that I need uh, in, for my wheelchair for accessibility reasons? And he started creating that when he was 12 years old and he's now 16. And we get to team him up with um, big tech companies to ha help him make it a better app. So these are like, I'm getting inspired by 12 year olds who are doing really cool things to make digital even cooler. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I'm I'm really impressed by how much um this um you, um how much work you've put into to see how people can make meaningful things like applications and podcasts that are really impacting life with using their digital devices for good. So, but I want to um ask you what are the challenges when it comes to using our digital devices for good because we know distractions are really really um, um difficult to handle especially when we have all these emails, notification and um social media stuff coming in. How can we really handle our distraction? So see how we can um, manage our devices and use them for good yeah i mean i think that's the big thing is is you want to be able to control your device instead of your your device controlling you and it is setting up boundaries right so that you have good digital wellness and you're practicing that on a daily basis so i think that everything it's you know try not to check your phone the first thing when you wake up like i actually go work out for uh an hour and then when i come back that's when i check my phone so like you set up your screen time like what time should you not look at it until a certain time right and what time should it go to bed how much time do you want to spend on TikTok so you don't have you don't get stuck in that rabbit hole uh, there's so many different things that you can do to kind of help with that balance um, we have a contest all the time with students hey who's got the most screen time who's got the least and it's not to shame anybody who's got the most or the least it's just more like what are you doing that you're getting it down and what are you doing to like have it so high so you can kind of figure out what you need to, to kind of work on to make it better and then it's just simple like just simple tasks that i try to practice i actually don't have my notifications on um i don't i only check my email on certain times of the day so there's certain things that you can do whatever works for you some things work for you and sometimes they don't uh work for you which that's fine so find what does work for you to help with that that digital wellness piece wow okay that's really interesting um yes back i was reading a book by jim quick i don't know if you know him he's a um, the popular author of the book limitless and he was talking about something of um, digital deluge and digital dementia um, um information overload like how these things really impact our life now, if we really want to impact um, people's life and want to live on purpose and our devices begins to control us, there are some side effects um, that we will have to 
handle or some consequences that we have to handle over time. Um, so I don't know if you can just talk a little bit on digital deluge or digital dementia or how information overload by excessive use of um, social media um, can slow us down in reaching our goals or the things we really desire to reach. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a thing because I think we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and it's so hard to compare your chapter, like even one, right? When you're starting something brand new, like this was my first time ever doing this uh, this, this uh, app that you're on, right? I've never used it before. And uh, you can get frustrated or you can just be like, hey, this is my first time using it. And then someone who's an expert like you, you're walking me through it, right? How to get on it. So I can compare myself to others and that's yeah. what slows us down and you get frustrated and you get annoyed and, or you can just be like, hey, this is my first time doing it and you just gotta be patient and, we just kind of constantly say i'm thriving in this you know this technology world and you got to build yourself up um when you're trying to when you're struggling right and you're having that and uh i think the big thing is when you are doing well you need to make sure you help others as well to kind of help guide them on on where they're at we work side by side with students never in front of them knowing more and never behind them knowing less so i think that's if we can do that with more people uh, on helping that so we don't get stuck in that rut of comparing ourselves to others and thinking we're not doing enough and having that hustle culture mentality in a negative way. Okay, okay, that's right. Thank you for that wonderful um, information. Okay, let's talk about purpose. Um, we are talking about um, digital well-being in relation um, to our purpose. So what's your view um, when we talk about the issue of purpose? What do you think about purpose? Let's start from there. Purpose. Yeah, purpose. Yeah, of course. Like, I think you yeah. want to know what your purpose is in life, right? I feel like you found yours of, of helping people find their fulfillment, right? And figure out what they what fulfills them and makes them happy. So I think that's what purpose is, right? Is like, what does make you happy? And it's a proven fact that every human needs someone that they're checking in on. So they have purpose, right? You need to be checking in on somebody to make sure that they're okay. And then everyone, everybody needs to have someone who's checking in on them to make sure that they're okay. So that's a proven fact. We found that out during, you know, COVID that people were, uh, you know, not doing well mentally because they didn't have that purpose. They didn't have um, someone they were checking in on or someone wasn't checking in on them. So it is, you know, asking yourself what, what does make you happy? You know, what um, makes you thrive um, on that? And it is kind of make sure you're giving back and that kind of is how you can fulfill yourself. Um, that's wonderful. Now, I see um, some stuff going on with some persons. Um, when people don't have purpose, they are prone to do whatever they like because they cannot imagine the consequences afterward. So someone who have a purpose of changing life, like building an app that will help a lot of people or starting a podcast that will, will pass vital information to help people improve their life or want to be disciplined with how they use their devices. But some persons who don't have purpose will not want to do that. So they are more prone to their device controlling them. So how can we really strike a balance? How can we see how um, our devices um, relates to our purpose how can we use our devices to um, improve our purpose how can we use our devices to help us um, 
keep our attention on what matters the most so we will be able to achieve those things we really desire yeah, i mean it definitely goes goes to you know with the whole algorithm on everything it's what are you following you know you give it power you're putting when you when you like when you subscribe when you follow things when you retweet right you're giving it power you're putting my name is and, you know kim car and i approve of this message this is what i want to see that's that that's the algorithm so you have a choice on what you want to follow and what you don't want to follow so if it doesn't spark that joy or that happiness then why are you following it so it is like we challenge constantly we're challenging students and adults to go through their following and see is this a page you still want to follow does it give you does it go after what you're trying to you know make happen um, if it's not, then what, like put it on mute for a while uh, or on, stop on following it, right? There's certain things that will help you with that purpose based off of what you're following. Uh, and it, 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 like, I'm trying to be more, uh, I'm trying to be more um, uh, in tune with people and like spending quality time instead of quantity, you know, spending it more with more people. I want to have quality time with less people so I can build those meaningful relationships and so that's kind of my purpose right now and i like making sure that i am following the right people that i want to kind of uh, kind of see so i think that's reevaluating where you're at and then also reevaluating what you're following on your devices even delete some of the apps like there's been some apps that i've gotten rid of because i didn't want to spend time on it i'd rather spend some quality time on just a couple apps and focus my energy on that instead of it being multiple apps and less time that's right wow that's really great okay you're talking about um what you're following how it's impacting your life and impacting your purpose now we live in a world uh, that um, what's trending is what almost everybody want to follow everybody want to follow what's trending especially with the innovation of tiktok so how can we um, streamline those things that we follow even if they are trending even if we are compelled by um the society by our friends by pair our pairs group to follow those things that are trending because we've seen over time some trending stuff are not really healthy for us to follow so how can we really think about the balance yeah i mean we're realize that everyone has power as one and then we also have power together so if there's something that i've seen students do this before if there's something that they don't agree with you know that's how the cancel culture kind of became popular is because if they didn't like something they just started like saying hey let's not follow this and i'm not i don't really agree with the whole cancel culture i think we need to have better communication and and have we need to respectfully comment more so on social media when we don't agree with somebody then just be rude and you know uh cancel them completely i think a lot of people need to be educated on on what's going on um and have that courageous conversation and, and help them break those echo chambers so that they can understand uh you know what is happening or or why that might be uh, offensive or cruel to somebody um uh, online to help them use those the digital devices better and, and how to have those conversations uh instead of it being that trend um that we can go against trends if it's not the right trends like so and students are doing it there was a like devious lick challenge that was happening on tiktok and students started you know going against it and school started going against it and they started changing it started changing the challenge to make it a more positive challenge so it's putting things in perspective of how many people are actually doing it usually people who are negative are louder 
and uh, there's way more people who want to be positive. And so I think if you can redirect their focus onto something better, uh, that is that is a powerful thing. So we're powerful together. We can make cool things happen together. Yeah, that's right, and that's really interesting. So you've really said a lot. You've already talked about a lot, especially um on the issue of um following what will really make your life better. So I want to know, do you have any recommendation for people who are trying to find a purpose, what step they should take? People who are really trying to cut down their screen time, what steps they should take? People who really want to build something with their devices or do something with their devices that can impact the world, what steps they should take so it will be easy for them to particularize everything we've said so far? Yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to it, I mean, every phone now has the thing where you can look at your screen time and you can see where you're spending your time. Uh, so I try to look at that, you know, at least every other week. And I try to see where did I spend my time this week. Right now, I know I'm playing this like, card game a lot. <laughs> it's kind of my downtime. Uh, but then I, what I'll do is I'll go and delete that app after a while because then I want to re-change my focus to something else, right? So I think it is just, it's reflection. I, I kind of look back and reflect. Uh, same thing, I um, always go in and see where I'm spending my time on, on social media uh, and who I'm spending that time with. And I try to remake goals for myself of like, hey, what's my, what's my purpose of coming on th- to this app right now? Is it to, you know, go and engage with people? I mean, that's what they're supposed to be for is to try to engage and, and to have that instead of just, just scrolling through and looking at people's life, right? Because then you can kind of get into that bad habit of like comparing yourself to others. So that's like realizing when I go into an app, I, I am very mindful of what why I'm doing it and what my purpose is. So I think that's a big, big step on that end. Um, and uh, y- y- asking yourself, uh, like, what does make me happy? Go and volunteer. I think you can find a lot of purpose when you go and volunteer because then you can find what your skills are. I didn't realize what my skills were until I started being a part of groups and uh, helping people, like hearing what people's needs were. And then I was able to kind of help guide them. And that's when I found my skills. And that's when I found some purpose that, that, I'm, that I'm good at. Okay. Um, one important question I want to ask. How, what role can parents um, play in ensuring that um, their children spend um, quality time with their devices, um, doing things that are really, really important, rather than just um, whiling away time? and getting sucked into those things that will not really help build them. So what advice would you give to guardians and parents? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the screen time is definitely a huge one, like, you know, that way you can set it up and it's easy for them to kind of swipe it off, but that's why you want to kind of have a, have a competition and you don't want them like, it's not where they get in trouble. I never talk to students like it's an interrogation process. It's more like matter of fact, like, hey, t- explain it to me and be curious. Uh, and then, you know, why is it so high this week? Why is it so low? If it is really high or really low, usually there's some mental health issues that they're using it because they are either really sad or depressed or have some anxiety. But that's kind of people's go-to now is they use their devices to help them cope with certain things. Um, I mean, I think scrolling through TikTok is a massive coping mechanism for some for some people that that's their escape that they use now. Um, so... It's trying to be open about that. And then how can we do something different than just scroll on TikTok? Can you go out for a walk? Can you, you know, 
um, go organize or bake or like there's other ways that you can cope with mental health issues um, so that they kind of know that they can do that instead of constantly using their device because it's just like going to a buffet and eating a ton of food. You can get sick by eating too much food. You can get sick by consuming too much as uh, social media and using your app and all those kind of things so it is really making sure we consume the right amount and the right amount of content to help us with our mental health issues right that's actually right you said something that struck me something that really stood out um was that people um we tend to use um social media apps to um, as coping mechanism for the depression but right we see when people continually do this they get addicted to those kind of stuff so you see even if they are not depressed even if there's nothing going on with them they just feel this urge to always log into their phone so how can someone who has um walked down that road of um, being addicted to social media how can that person reduce um the or deal with the urge deal with um um solving those particular issues um or problem that costs the addiction how can you handle um fighting your urges to go on social media for hours or mm-hmm. binging with you for hours yeah yeah i mean i think the first step of any addiction right is admitting it so you first have to admit that you're addicted <laughs> so and that's always the hardest first step and then it's then wanting to do something about it a lot of people know they're addicted but then they don't want to do anything about it so you have to want to do something about it and then when you do these are all student answers of what they're doing and they're the ones teaching me i've had students show me they're like on their phone they don't have their social media on their um the front screen because it's so easy access they put it in one of their like they hide it in a folder or they hide it to one of their you have to slide over quite a few tabs to get to it some students actually log out um, of their social media and they have to log in so it makes it harder to have to do it um, I've had some people tell me that they actually don't have it on their device. They have it only on their like laptops or their um, um, iPads. So you have to, again, it's not easy access to them. Um, they only check it at a certain time of the day. Like they're only allowed to look at it at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., right? Uh, so there's certain things that people do to set themselves up for success uh, for that because it is, it can be so addicting. And again, you can consume too much. And that's when you, when I, um, social media, we've actually, mental health has increased because of, there's a massive connection with social media. Anxiety and depression have increased 37% since smartphones came out. So it is reflecting back. Um, suicide has also increased. Um, it's in, in the U.S., it's the number two cause of death for 10 to 24-year-olds. And there is a lot of connection to social media because of that, right? So we need it. We think, we think these stats are messed up. We need to do something about them now, not in the future. We need to do about it now. And that is working on our addiction to our devices. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that information. Right. But um, I'll also love you to talk about those um, who go into extreme addiction. Now, people can be addicted to social media and that can still be easily managed. But have other persons who are early addicted to pornography and all sorts of um, illicit content online. So what advice will you give to those kind of person or how can they help themselves so they don't really um, have those things impacting their mind um, or their mental health? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to set up, I mean, all these devices now have it where you, they have different tools, right? So like, for example, on Instagram, 
you can set it up where you don't have to see how many likes you have or how many likes other people have, but you have to change that, right? Um, uh, again, going back to the screen time, you can set up screen time on your phone. You can set up a you know, sleeper, what time you should be uh, having your phones go to sleep so that you get your right amount of sleep, right? There's so many different things you can do. It does take work to be well. Uh, that is one of our, that's our mental health curriculum. It's called work to be well. You have to put the work in to be well. You can't, it's it, being mentally healthy. doesn't just come easy to people. You have to actually put the work in to be able to do it. So there is a lot of things you can make happen. Everything from screen time, like I said, to even getting off of uh, either, like I said, I get off of certain games for a certain time or I get off of social media certain times. But it's actually doing the work and actually doing it yourself is the biggest uh, piece to be able to, to work on. Right, right. Thank you so much. Okay, um, before we go, um, this um, audio, this podcast, a lot of people from Nigeria, because that's what I'm speaking from right now, a lot of people from Nigeria is going to be listening to this podcast. So I just want to give you to give them a general advice um, concerning digital well-being. Um, that will really help them, something that they can stick with, that will really impact their lives. Yeah, so um, one of our Work to Be Well curriculum, it's free on our, if you go to our website too, it's ICanHelp.net. We have a mental health curriculum that you can actually use. It's easy for you to go to. One is our self-care unit. We have anxiety and depression, stress, all that kind of stuff. So we make an emotional first aid kit. And so I think if you are ever feeling stressed, having anxiety, feeling lonely or, or depressed, right? All those things, you can go to your emotional first aid kit. And in that, it's music. Make a playlist, right? Make that music playlist that makes you happy. Uh, people think that if you're sad, you're supposed to listen to sad music, and that helps. It can help for a short amount of time, but to be able to get you out of it, you have to start listening to music that's going to actually get you out of that sadness. So create a playlist that can kind of instantly get you out of it, right? Make that fun, fun song. What's your favorite? Like, what's a fun song that you like to go to? What's your that'll change your mood? Well, I think I love um, maybe kind of um, fast beat music, um, salsa, or any of those music that um, that really speaks to me that will make me dance. So yep. I think those kind of music will really help. Yeah, so and right there, just make that playlist and I make them and then I actually share them with friends. It's fun. And then the next thing, your emotional first aid kit is even sites. Like, so what's your screensaver right now? Because a simple look at your screensaver will change it. So what's your screensaver? Okay, well, I love um, space. So my screensaver is, um, I just, um, it's a planet floating in space. So that's yeah, my so screensaver. Cool. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and so some people have like their family or they have the, a pet or you, like you you have it, they have some kind of a landscape, like a beach or something, right? So just a simple picture or so, you know, create um, uh, folders in your photos of pictures that make you happy that you can go to. Um, and even like go to those, drive to that place, like, I don't know, a soccer field always makes me happy. So even driving to a soccer field when I'm feeling kind of a certain way, I like to do that because it just kind of calms me down. The next thing in your emotional first aid kit is actually smells. What are the smells that spark joy and what are the smells that relax you? What are, what are your favorite smells? Oh, well, smells of flowers, like when you go to the field, when you just, um, get those scents, it's really, really um, really, really just sets your mood up. 
Yeah. And again, it's like carry those smells with you. That's why essential oils have become big. A lot of performers now put um, lavender or mint on their hands and on their neck and on their feet before they go perform because it just calms them down. It's medically proven. So it's just carrying those smells with you. The other one is touch. That's in your emotional first aid kit. And that's everything from like, I right now I'm wearing a really soft t-shirt because it just it feels good. I have a certain necklace I wear. Um, I have a pet, right? I have a cat that I, uh, it's just like the simple touch of it calms you. Is there anything that you have that like, uh, I don't know, b- blanket, any of that kind of stuff. Is there anything that you have? Yeah, yeah, I have this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is humans, right? Uh, who are the humans that you go to when you are feeling this way that you can go vent to or go talk to? Everyone needs to have someone that they can go to for that piece. And then the last one in your emotional yeah. first aid kit is taking action. So when you are stressed, when you are feeling right. depressed, t- validate them and then go take action. So are you, do you go work out? Do you go clean or organize or bake or cook? Um, what is it that you do when you're having those emotions? Is there anything, you, what's your go-to? Well, I love to um, exercise just to build um, the heat in my body. I love that a lot. Whenever I do that and take a cold shower, everything just looks fine. Perfect. Yeah, see, right there. So we just built our emotional first aid kit. So I think those are my biggest takeaways. Uh, you guys can check us out at uh, ICanHelp.net and then our social medias is I can help official. And we constantly are giving more tips on how you can control your your life before your device controls you. So, yeah, that's that's what we do. Love it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. You've been really, really helpful. You've been really, really inspiring. And I'm grateful for having you on this show. Thank you so, so much. Awesome. Great. Thank you, guys, everybody. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week again for a fresh round.